Okay, let's begin. I am Lanice Antoine Shelley, and I'll be your host through constructive, healing-based conversations designed to illuminate the adoptee, parents, and the adoption curious. We center the topics around community, mentorship, leadership, and healing, so you get a multi-dimensional view that is ultimately empowering. These are the voices who could not speak when they were young. Okay, before we get into it, I wanted to share with you some new offerings. We've just partnered with Isaac Edder's company called Identity, who provides adoption consulting and short practical guide pamphlets, a practical guide to transracial adoption and a practical guide to black hair care. As a listener, you get 15% off. Just click the link in the show notes where you can find all references and hot topics that are talked about in each episode. And since you're listening, I just wanted to thank those of you who've rated and reviewed this podcast, because every five-star click helps remind these platforms that our work matters and helps me keep going. So those of you who are getting so much out of these conversations and have taken the 30 seconds to write a positive takeaway, I see you and I thank you. Those who haven't yet, now is the time, my love. Let's talk about it on Instagram after you go ahead and click five stars and write a review. Hey, hey, hello, fam. How are you? I hope this week was good to you. I've started a new obsession that I am so excited about. I'm making chocolate bars. Not just any kind of chocolate bars, but spice-rich ones that you can grate into hot chocolate or dip fruit in after you melt it. I was craving some vegan chocolate and didn't find any that I liked, so I decided to make them. Make my own chocolate bars. These bars are going to be this year's holiday gifts, so look out everyone who knows me. Uh, I just need to perfect the recipe first. (laughs) Okay. Now let's get to it. Now, friends, all of the people you'll hear on my podcast are in process. There will be things that you won't agree with or that will unsettle you. Trust me, this work is humbling and constantly asking me to apply courage. If you need to skip towards the end, do it. But just know after these familial conversations, I talk to the adoptee interviewer and the insight gained from their perspective is always illuminating. I invite you to reach out to me at youngadoptee on Instagram or lanisantoinshelley.com, and we can have a chat about what you're hearing and, and how you're feeling about it. I make this content for you, so I'm always open to your reflections on this work. As for myself, I'm still in process, but I am in the arena, daring greatly, as Brene Brown would say, and so are all of my guests. We have designated this segment for conversations with family members about adoption. As I said before, it is extremely challenging to find parents who will agree to these conversations. I get it. The intimate feelings and details of their adoption journey is publicized. 
But as my guest today eloquently put it, for interracial adoptees, every day we publicize our adoption just by going to the grocery store with our white parents. That's not to devalue anyone's feelings. It's simply to paint a perspective. If not now, when are we going to talk about it? Okay, today we have three siblings. We have Shai and Manny, who are biological twins adopted into different homes, countries, really. Manny lives in Canada, and Shai grew up on the East Coast with her adopted brother, Jason, who they affectionately call Bug. As we honor National Adoption Family Month, I want you to look at a few different perspectives. And we all know that our siblings have strong opinions and interpretations of what happened. My adoptive sister came from the same orphanage, but we have different families. People say we look alike, but we never correct them because there's no other way to explain our dynamic. To be absolutely a hundred with you, friends, I could not get my sister on this podcast. She and I have always had a contentious relationship with vastly varying views on adoption. Even though I personally cannot model a sibling dialogue for you, I will be striving to someday be able to do so. There's this roomy quote, Yesterday I was clever and wanted to change the world. Today I am wise and want to change myself. Until then, my conversation with my sister I'll continue the work on myself. That's why it's such an incredible treat to hear these three who are radiant in their love for one another. I gave them core questions and they created their own meaningful dialogue. Shai is a dear sister to me and she graced us with her poetry in episode four. So when you can, go back and take a listen. She's amazing. Without further ado, please welcome Shai Belair Toussaint Shire, her brother, Manny Christiansen, and her other brother, Jason Shire. All right, guys. What's up, man? It's a happy Saturday, guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. So I guess like we could start by letting these, listen- these wonderful listeners uh, know who you guys are, how I know you guys. Who- I'm shy, by the way. You guys, like, they've heard, they've all heard me before, but... You two are my brothers, and um, but like you guys are each my brothers with like different stories on how and how you came into my life. So, um, if you want to go ahead and tell this wonderful audience how you guys are my brothers, that'd be great. Okay, well, I am Jason, um, other known as Bug, as she calls me. Um, I am her younger brother, and I was adopted from Haiti when I was what two i believe no we're like four months (laughs) see long time ago numbers always get mixed up but that's how um that you know that's i've i went through the um adoption process and you know um i was lucky enough to be uh, paired up with this just wonderful person here shy um and so that's how our our paths crossed and so how we um you know how we're brother and sister I think you need to tell the story about how I was the first person to make you laugh and also how uh, when mom told me that we were getting a brother, I was like, no, forget. Uh, She's happy now. I bet she's happy now she got a brother. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let her tell you guys otherwise. Right. right. 
All right, Manny, what, what about you? Yes, yeah, so the, I didn't meet Shy until about two years ago. And uh, we, we, were, um, we were biological, but we were separated uh, sometime in, in the orphanage or before, some, something like that. Uh, she ended up going to Baltimore. I ended up going to Canada. And then uh, we again got linked up um, a few years ago. And then at the same time, Shy, um, we met Bug. And then Bug, my, my brother, Jason, other Jason. And yes, it's, our family grew like two times now. Yeah, kind of, it's weird because it like, it grew overnight and it's like, it's so weird to, the way that it grew. And we got lucky because like everybody likes each other, like you two yeah. like each other. <laughs> like what if you guys would have hated each other? I would have yeah, no, definitely. Hey, and then like Jason, your brother Jason. It is crazy because like both of our brothers' names are Jason. Jason, I know, it, it, that was, it was creepy. Yeah, it was creepy. It was creepy. <laughs> it was creepy. <laughs> But yeah. so I think we have, we definitely have um, a, one of the better stories because I've heard horror stories. Yeah, we got lucky for sure. We got yeah. lucky with personalities. The, yeah. Uh, the the personalities just so clicked together. Yeah, yeah, personalities mesh like really well, and like even when we're arguing, like it's just like whatever. Like I'll talk mm-hmm. to that guy later. Exactly. <laughs> 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 like, and, and I know I was telling um I was telling Lanise actually I was like it's so it's so crazy because uh Bug and Manny have their own relationship too like even though they never talk really like they mm-hmm. they see each other like they have their own relationship and their own understanding and they're always telling me like I'm always harassing them like you guys need to talk more and they're like oh no shy we have an understanding yeah, man, we, just, we just have an understanding you know it, 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 if we yeah. talk more it wouldn't be I don't know. If we talked more, it wouldn't be the same. I don't know. It's just, I don't know how to describe it. First of all, we don't really talk much anyways. And then second, we live across the country. And then when we do catch up then, but it's, yeah, like we're able to keep it a lot more crisp. Hey. I want to share with you something that has changed my life. It's more like someone, my therapist. Why is she so important? Well, because I want to win in this life. I want to break through the carousel of stories I've compiled that hold me back, that keep me from expanding into my full potentiality. Stories of unworthiness, not enoughness, and even stories of questioning why I am here. I also want to stop dumping my unsorted feelings on the people around me and reacting with the same behavioral patterns that keep me stuck. Conversations with my therapist have made me more confident, clearer in my intention, and more centered in my spirit. That is why I am elated that we are sponsored by BetterHelp, where you can, from wherever you happen to be right now, match with a therapist tailored to your exact needs. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. 
someone who you can text at any time and schedule online for either a chat, Zoom, or phone call. And if it turns out that your therapist isn't the right fit, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. Visit the link in the show notes, betterhelp.com, when they were young, to get 10% off the first month. You need to click the link in the show notes in order to get the 10% discount. I want to see you win, beloved. Let's do it together. Visit the link, betterhelp.com, when they were young. Yeah, yeah, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't do a lot of extra, you know, we get right to the point. Listen, how you doing? Hey, good. everything good? All right, I'll talk to you, talk to you next time. Hey, you know? <laughs> well, like, I know, like, like, going, like, getting into things, like, I know we, we've, like, all talked about, like, how we feel about adoption and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you guys pretty much know how I feel, and, like, but how do you, like, how do you guys feel? We, I mean, we can talk more about how I feel, too, but how do you, how do you guys feel about it? What are your thoughts? I I feel I have different layers on it. I think it changes on the circumstance of the adoption, why the, the kids adoption are getting adopted and why uh, the family wants to get adopted. So my thoughts on it vary depending on the situation. But as a whole, I don't, I don't, it doesn't, um, as a whole, I don't think it's the best thing for the kid, um, but uh, I think they can definitely make it better um, by making some key changes in the adoption. So what changes? I think one of the big changes that needs to be done is um, yeah, the parents and the people and the organization do the adoption needs to the adoption is not just a happy time, and it's also a time of, of loss, a time of change, and um, and with that in mind, they, they need to um, um, give um, the family as much support as possible and give the family as much information as possible. On the, on the adoptee's background, and the, uh, just as much information as possible. Because like, people, like, one of the biggest things that adoptees, I believe, have don't have a disadvantage is that the family doesn't know how the, the birth was, if there was any challenges on that, if the kid was talking right away. It's like so many different things that like, if, if someone knew right away, they'll be able to um, uh, solve a whole bunch of just things that they will be able to um, be able to solve so many um, problems if they knew key details about that kid from birth and from being like two or one. And so I think they need to uh, pass down a lot more information about the kid. So the, so the family is a lot more equipped um, what they're dealing with and equipped on how to, um, you know, the kid support and also have understanding of what the kid is, is um, going through. Not every adopted kid is going to be the same. Like they, some might have, uh, you know, you never, you never like 
some might end up um, being uh, having um, like being autistic. Some might this this list goes on and on and on and on, and um, and have the the uh, the ability to or the the resource to know their background from young. You're gonna have a, a few steps behind on figuring out um, how you can help the kid. So, okay. what about like what about you, Bug? Yeah, well, I I pretty much agree. But before I, I definitely was was a lot more um, you know, a lot more open. I didn't. I think I was a lot uh, naive on adoption you know, in the process and for what it took from the families, uh, you know, the adoptive, the adoptive families per se, um, the amount of work it, it actually took for them to, you know, to, to prepare the kid and to prepare themselves. Um, and like Manny said, I don't, you know, as I got older, um, I actually realized that, hey, you know, a lot of these, and from what my, you know, my perspective, most of these families that, that are adopting these kids seem to be, you know, ill-equipped, you know, to, at the time, you know, when they first got the, you know, the, the kids to, to adopt the kids because, you know, they didn't, they hadn't done the background research on, you know, um, on, like Manny said, may, maybe how the, um, the birth and then the, the culture, you know, depending on the, uh, the race or the ethnicity of the kid. Um, so I think that oftentimes that, you know, that gets over, overlooked. Um, when it comes time for um, families to adopt. Um, as Manny alluded to, sometimes families might think of it as, you know, um, you know, a, as, a, as a just a happy time, you know? They don't see it as, um, hey, we're getting, this is a child. This is like we're birthing, this is like your birth. You didn't birth the child, but it's like, you, it's a newborn. You need, you know, you know nothing, of, you need to adapt. You don't, um, don't know nothing uh you know you don't know anything about um what you're going through so um i definitely think that uh you know that as i got older i definitely my eyes um were open and i realized that you know adoption um a lot of times and and most of the times it seems like you know parents just aren't aren't prepared for what they're getting themselves into um so i don't know if you know by the um, adoption agencies, maybe they can implement programs, you know, they're checking in on, yeah, on, yeah. on, on new, you know, new adoptees every couple of months or something, something like that, or just something where, you know, they can make sure that parents are doing their, their due diligence as well to make, you know, to make the kid feel, you know, welcome and still, still connect, you know, with their culture. Um, or you know with their heritage, if they, if it is an interracial adoption, they're not just you know completely neglect where the where the child is coming from. Well, do you like so? What are your views? Like, what are your views when it comes to interracial adoption? What are my view on interracial? Well, that pretty much. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say pretty much, but that um, I guess my response ties into it, and it's pretty much the same. <laughs> my response is pretty much the same for that question for this one um again you know in the beginning when I was younger you know it was I, I was one of the people that thought of it as you know just all all a happy time but when you get older you realize that hey you know if um I don't I don't think it's the best thing I think obviously I think it can work if the parents or the parent or whoever is adopting the child um puts forth the work 
to to study the child that they're getting, you know, and, and to make an effort, yeah. um, wherever the child is coming from, whatever background, to make an effort to keep that alive and, you know, in the house. Um, but I just oftentimes more than not, sad to say, I don't, uh, no, I don't I don't want to actually, I don't want to say oftentimes more than not, because that's, I think that's definitely unfair um, um, to a lot of people out there. Cause I, I, I don't know that, but um, you know, you, you see stories where, you know, a lot of times people might feel like if they're adopting a kid from another country, they're doing the kid a favor, you know what I'm saying? And that's not how it's supposed to, um, supposed to be. So I don't, ugh, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm against it, but if 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 interracial adoption is gonna happen, then I like I have a checklist of things that you know you gotta check off, and then uh then I'm like then I'm nodding my head like okay okay we can yeah. proceed. But yeah, it's, it's one of those situations. So was there was there like a specific thing that like that happened in your life or in like our life like in the home or whatever where you were just like ah, uh, yeah, like get where your views would kind of start shifting a little bit? Or did it just, was, was it just something that gradually happened? Yeah, it was just gradually happened. It, it definitely, as I've been, as I've gotten older, what, I'm 26 now, so it's definitely been, you know, as I've gotten older into my 20s, you know, you just sit back and you realize things and you just sit back and you're like, ah, ooh. You know, you just, you see, you see the way the world's working and you know, you just realize that again, the way you were looking at a certain situation, it was because you were kind of, you know, you were in the situation. So yeah. you weren't thinking about it from outside the box. But yeah. now when you get a chance to, you know, step back and, and really, you know, look at the whole situation, even though you're still in the situation, you're older now. So you're thinking for, you yeah, know, yourself. exactly. So now you're just stepping back and you're like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is not what I, you know, as what I thought it was. This is not as it seemed. So that's that's pretty much what it is. But then once you have that moment, then you go back and you think about things that may have happened. You feel me? And you're like, oh, that was one of those moments. Or, oh, okay. So then that's how that happened. So no, I don't think there was, you know, one specific instance. It was just as I got older, I realized that. And then you're able to look back at specific instances and be like, oh, that might, oh, okay. So that makes sense why that played out that way. Probably because X, Y, Z or just yeah, I think getting that, I, I think that was the same thing with me. Like, I think there was a specific instance where I started realizing like we were different from our family, but there were like my thoughts and my views on adoption as a whole kind of started changing as I got older. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily, I'm like, I went from being totally for adoption to totally against adoption. And then now I'm kind of like right in the middle. Like I'm not, a, I'm not completely against it, but I'm definitely not completely for it, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm like, I understand how um, kids could need to be adopted, right? And I can understand how parents could want to adopt. I just mm -hmm. think that like you, like you, like both of you have said before, like, just doing the research and doing your doing your work, you know, and like not putting the burden of the work on the kid, you know, because a lot exactly. of times, like it, like even even if it's unintentional, like the the responsibility becomes placed on the kid, and the kid is like forced to like navigate, like 
these racial issues, these their own adoption and like just and just world issues that are mm-hmm. that are too big for adults to handle. And like like if you look at the climate of the world just in general, like like everything is pretty much based on like the issues adoptees face just as a whole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy keeps this guy keeps getting dropped. Um so like uh yeah, I just think it's like I, I I just I just think it's interesting that I don't know. Do you think so? So I want to ask Manny this too when he when he when he gets back. But do you think it's different for like like when it comes to adoption? Do you think it's different for like uh, boys or girls, men and women? Um, you know, I've never really thought about it like that. I've honestly only ever thought about it as like two different races and ethnicities. I've never really thought of like male and female. Um. I honest, honestly, I I don't know honestly. Um, I really feel like it could be the same, mm-hmm. but I, I honestly feel like I think Manny said it earlier. I think uh, like a case by case instance, because he said you know no no situation is the same. Um, what about you, Manny? Do you think it's different like male male and female like being adopted like and how they deal with it? Yeah, I agree with Bug that the, I think it's different just because it's case by case because like it depends on the family that family dynamics. Yeah. Getting adopted in so example like there might be like an older girl or two older girls, older boy, and then depends on the who's oldest, who's youngest. Depends on if like if um, the parent what family they grew up in if I think it all kind of changes on the experiences of the family and experiences of the of the of the kids that are going into the family are your views on interracial adoption similar to your views on um just adoption as a whole no I think interracial adoption I don't think it's I I don't think it should happen the I think adoption like can have should happen if it's if if it's um if they did their research right and if it's things are are that mesh right i think that should happen but i don't think interracial should happen just because um well it, it could happen but i think it should i think they should uh be really 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 thinking about a lot and lots and lots of research just because like there's so many variants and very so many added details that i don't think any of us ever think of mm-hmm. and um it's already an added it's there are, there's already an added stress just in fact getting adopted and then you're adding on uh another that which could be avoided yeah, but, yeah. I think that's a good point with that. Um, you, you're adding another layer that the adopted child is going to have to navigate through. That yeah. you need to be added, really. I get that. So, yeah. well, I mean, this. I mean, this. This. This question, like, we kind of, we kind of all knew this. Like, did you, did you always know that you were adopted? <laughs> yeah, yeah, always knew. <laughs> It was, it, it was kind of, it was kind of obvious, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's, 
that's one of the things I think is hard about interracial adoptions. Everyone knows you're adopted. Like mm-hmm. you don't even have to tell anyone that someone yeah. knows very intimate part of your life and you're just walking down the street and the whole world knows that you're adopted. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking at you, every you know, everybody um it, like you said, and you you don't have it's not up to you if you want to let anybody know. You know, it's it's, it's it's out there. It's, there's nothing you can do to hide it. So yeah, I definitely think that that is. Um, I, I can agree with you that you know, if interracial adoption probably shouldn't happen, and if it does, then it should be you know, someone that's studied up and done their homework a hundred times over. But even yeah. then, it's just no amount of homework can prepare you for some of the conversations that you have to have with you know with a child. So I don't. I don't know how, you know, um, you know, how you can prepare for, prepare for some stuff like that. So yeah, yeah definitely. It, it's, I often wonder, you know how, you know, obviously we know, we knew we were adopted because there was no hiding it. I often wonder though, how it would be, you know, if for someone who didn't know they were adopted, um, you know, when they found out they were adopted, I often wonder how that would be. You yeah. know, how, just how that, that shock would be, I guess you want to call it. Well, what, so what was, like, we all always knew that, like, we were adopted and stuff, so, um, but what was it like, like, I guess, Manny, you can answer this, and then I can answer this, too, but, like, what was it like to, uh, meeting your bio fam, and then Bug, like, what was it like watching me meet Manny, like, how did that, like, how did that make you guys feel? Bug, what about you? Let's let Manny, uh... Oh, I... That's frozen. But how was it, like, um, watching you guys, um... It was, it was interesting because, you know, obviously I'm definitely like, man, you know, they're going to get along and they're going to get along, but it was definitely suspenseful because you're sitting there and you're like, what, you know, you're, you're, you're assuming that they're going to get along, but it's just, I don't know. It was nerve wracking because obviously we're in Canada. Um, Like I said, the, the suspense um, but then obviously the, the happiness and the joy, because then you're seeing, you know, their family, you're seeing Manny, and you're like, it, it feels surreal, obviously, because you're like, dang, this is, this feels like we're in a movie, you know, this feels like something you can only write in the movie. So it definitely was, uh, was definitely surreal watching it. Um, but it was, for the most part, it was just, it was fun. It was a, it was a, a pleasurable sidelined experience watching. Um, Definitely looked nerve-wracking and very, very stressful. So it was one of those things where it was like, definitely glad it's dumb and not me. I have no problem <laughs> watching from the side. That is cool. <laughs> but no, it definitely was a, it was definitely really fun to watch. It was definitely really fun. Once I could tell that, you know, um, once you guys initially met and it was like, okay, they're talking. Seems like they're getting along. Seems like they're hitting it off. I think I could probably speak for everybody there. Everybody was probably like, whew. Yeah, 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 yeah. like Ooh. All right, everything's all good. But no, it was um it was definitely nerve-wracking watching it at first. Um, but in the end, it was definitely a really fun was experience. It, was there like was it like a uh like a protective feeling that you had? Like Yeah, because it's like I don't I don't know this guy, and then at the same time, I'm worried because I'm like, oh, oh, I know she's stressed. Yeah. Um, then at the same time, I was also flipping to his side. Like, I wonder what he's thinking. 
Like, well, you know, I'm also flipping to his side. Like, I wonder, I wonder if, you know, he's freaking out as much as she's freaking out right now. Um, so it was definitely, it was, I don't know. It was, and then at the same time with daddy going on, I'm also looking at, you know, his family as well and trying to process that as well. So it was definitely, um, it was, again, a really action-packed and fun experience. Yeah, it was, it was like filled with action and just like. Things, initially, when you guys first met, it felt like things were just, you know, moving fast, you know, moving. It was just so many things moving. But um, again, it was I definitely. I feel like things were moving so slow. I feel like, like I, I felt like it was like slow motion the entire time. Like, I just, I couldn't even, yeah, it just felt like slow motion the entire time. It was just like, but like at the same time, like once we clicked, it was just like, oh, all right, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But Manny, like, what about you? How how was it for you? The, yeah, so, yeah, it, I felt like um, a gap was filled in like questions and wondering. And uh, I don't know, it felt really natural. It felt so natural that I don't really have uh, too much crazy feelings about it. It kind of just felt like we're kind of like, I landed running and just kind of caught up quickly in what was going on, kind of like we haven't seen each other in a few years. Mm-hmm. And then now, uh, just like, so I kind of felt, it felt really natural to me. And so the, um, um yeah it was really natural it was exciting and then um uh, yeah and it was it was a little it felt a little sad a little bit too because like, you're kind of being like oh like why like why did we not um like get adopted together type thing mm-hmm. so yeah. it was kind of a mixture of feelings but at the same time it felt really natural so I wasn't really too um uh, I felt pretty relaxed about the whole thing. Yeah, like I um, there were de- like I definitely had a bunch of different emotions. I mean, I definitely thought like, there was a piece of me that was kind of upset. Like, why? Like, why were we separated? Actually, there wasn't just a piece of me. Like, I was really, I was really, really upset. Like, why wasn't why weren't we adopted together? Um, yeah. But then there's a huge piece of me that um, where I was like this is just awesome. And knowing, and also knowing that like, um, it had we been adopted together, like I probably wouldn't have bug, you know what I mean? Like I probably wouldn't, I probably like, we wouldn't have grown up together, you know? And I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't trade that for the world, you know? And so it's like, so we, so it's bittersweet. Like I lost some, but I also gained, I gained some. So, um, I don't know. It's like, what do you, like, how do you pick? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I felt like I was in, I remember, I remember when I posted about it on Facebook, somebody, like, and I was like, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to meet my brother or like, I'm about to meet, yeah, I'm about to meet my, uh, my twin or whatever. And then somebody was like, yeah, but Bug is your real brother. And I was just like, what? Like, how you, like, how can you say that? You know, like, like how, how are you gonna sit here and tell me who's real and who's not? Like they're both they're both real. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can't like you can never ask me to pick a side to choose between one of them. Like 
like if there was a gun to my head and I was like, and you gotta pick one of one of the you gotta take all three of us out. Like I'm not because I'm not gonna be able to I'm not gonna be able to pick. There's no, there's no way, you know? And so it's like, I don't know. Like I'm I'm beyond grateful that like we 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 were able to like meet and reconnect. And it sucks that it like we missed what like 29 years um of knowing each other but like I wouldn't at the same time like as hard as it is for me to say like I still wouldn't trade it you know what I mean like that was like really hard for me to say but like I was like no I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it man like we got like a hallmark lifetime movie now like <laughs> oh definitely then that's that's what i was thinking like why well, literally that's what i was thinking when we were standing outside the little cabin when y'all was first meeting i was like dang this is really this is this is and that's what i explained it to people that's how i was that's what i was explaining it as when people asked me what was happening i was like dude it was like a like a little like a movie script or something like that you know what i'm saying like something that you couldn't you i mean obviously you can make it up but it you know, if you made it up, somebody would be looking at you like you really went through all that to make that. You know, it was something that was just, you know, it's something again, a Hallmark movie, something that's. No, I have the best. On TBS. I use this as an icebreaker all the time, and people. Always <laughs> <laughs> works. <laughs> like yeah, my my yeah, my twin brother found me on Ancestry DNA. Like that's so, always my icebreaker. That is a heck of a icebreaker. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Listen, it's a conversation starter. I, I would have many questions. How do you like? How do you feel like your adoption experience could have could have been different? Like, do you feel or improved? Like, do you think like anything could have happened, or like, but you think mom could have done something better? Manny, do you think your parents could have done something better? Like, first of all, uh, mine went really well. My parents were great. They did a great job. My brother was great. My brother was very really um welcoming and we and we we've always seen each other as brothers but that being said however that being said i i think what um what could have um really changed a lot of things was just having more information about me about um yeah just more information of, uh, about about me and um to um um yeah, that's pretty much it. Just a lot more information about me, because I, I feel like the um, quite a bit was missed because they didn't know what was um, uh, they didn't know two like two to three years of my of my life, which is huge building blocks as a of a kid. Yeah, and uh, so I think um, I think the adoptions needed to be able to um, get a lot more information. And um, I think that's pretty much it, really, because uh, I think with that information, they would have made their own decisions on on um, what to do with, with that information that they got. What about what about you, Bug? Um, you said how was my how was my adoption, or how would I characterize it? Like no, like yeah, how would it? Be, how could you improve it, or like? Ah, that was the question. Ah, okay. How could it be improved? I, I, I hate to piggyback on what he said, but it, it, that's pretty much it. I did <laughs> because again, mom, she did. You know, 
obviously I think she did the best that, you know, she tried, you know, she, she, she was trying her best. She, you know, she did as best as she could, but I yeah. definitely feel again with more information, it just goes back to, you know, interracial adopting. I think, and especially, you know, the time when she adopted us, it, that wasn't, you know, it, more information wasn't going to be given. Yeah. But more information, her being, you know, more prepared, um, you know, one for what she was getting into, you know, she may have not been fully prepared for what she was getting into. Um, um, and then two, um, just on our background or, you know, uh, our heritage, I know, you know, she tried to keep, you know, Haitian artifacts and things like that in the house, but, um, more than just that, but, you know, um, maybe, you know, going out and looking for, um, you know, maybe like clubs or, you know, I don't know, just things, things to, uh, to make sure that, you know, um, a, a kid doesn't lose, you know, touch of where they're from. And that, again, it just goes back to interracial um, um, adopting again. I think that in today's time, you know, a kids are still going to go through the same thing mm-hmm. if, if there's not, you know, things put in place. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot, it's a ton of work. And it's a lot, obviously, if you're adopting somebody, you, you need to, you know, be willing to go through the work. Mm-hmm. But um, again, people, they might not know that it's, it's this much work. So I think that there needs to be somebody, something, organization, something with the flag at the door, like, whoa, stop. Before you take another step, there's a 200, there's a 200 page checklist. You got to like, there's, there's a lot of things you need to, you know, know or go through. Um, But I mean, I I had, um, I had a good time, but again, obviously um, I just think with more information, I think, just with more information. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I definitely agree that mom did the best she could with what she had. Had she, like, had she adopted in today's time, I think she would have done things completely differently, you know? Exactly, yeah. The resources are just like, different. Yeah. We didn't have the resources back then, you know? And it, so, it like, like, back then it was like, oh, yeah, no, adopt this child and just love them and they'll be fine, you know? And it's just like, um, but that's not all it is that's not what everything that you put into your children you know because they're going to be they're going to be times where you don't love your kids you know what I mean like let's just be real you know that like just like there are times where you don't love your spouse you know it's like um like there's so many different layers to love you know and like you're, like at the end of the day like your children need more than just love you know especially your adopted children like it comes with like a whole different set of rules and guidelines Here are my reflections. One, as adoptees, a lot of times our narrative goes public, whether we like it or not. In the past, I felt a deep sense of violation when I had to disclose that I'm adopted to someone I did not know or trust because I'm at the doctor's or in a store with my parents or at a family gathering and people ask me, who brought you? And I have to explain the host is my uncle. That actually happened to me. This is definitely the year of empathy, walking in another's shoes. As we go into the holidays, be gentle with yourself and don't be afraid to set boundaries, meaning you don't have to tell anyone anything if you're not ready. Two, many adoptees, if they find their biological family end up 
bonding with their siblings more than anyone else. Perhaps it's because they inherently have that equalizer of having come from the same parents, or perhaps they are close enough in age to understand one another. Whatever the case may be, sometimes it's easier to start the conversation with your siblings first. Three, everyone does the best they can with the resources they have and their conditioning. Brene Brown in her book, Daring Greatly, presented the question, what would you do if you believed that everyone is doing the best they can? This was huge. We all apply our resources and conditioning differently. So this is something to consider. I am doing the best I can, and my sister is doing the best she can. Okay, we will continue this conversation next week and bring Shai on to talk to me about how she thought the conversation went. Thank you again for listening. You are the best part of this podcast. Did you know that if you write me a review this week, take a screenshot of it and DM it to me on Instagram at youngadoptee, I will send you a free Island Creole box. Well, now you know. If you're about your self-care or know someone who is about their self-care, go ahead and leave a review and send it to me. These boxes are filled with affirmations, candies, Caribbean treats, and other personalized delights. Just get the review in and I will send it to you ASAP. All the reviews puts this podcast on the top of the search list, so I greatly appreciate it. This was a beautiful conversation, my fam. Let's do it again next week. Another beautiful episode. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to my guest today. If you liked this episode, the best way to support me and this work is to write an iTunes review, a five-star review. (laughs) This helps us reach the top of searches and helps more people to find us. And if you personally want to connect, please reach out on Instagram or Facebook. And I have some great resource material on my website at laniceantoinshelly.com. So go on over there too. Until next we meet, go gently and have courage, my love.